This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guest. It's Oanda Senior Market Analyst in London, Craig Earlham, and Trader Nick in the United States. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Johnny. Let's start with you first, uh, Nick, and uh, plenty of data from the United States this week, including quite a bit over the last 24 to 48 hours. Where do you want to start? Yeah, so this week was really busy out of the U.S. We had core CPI, CPI, which we covered in the last podcast. But since then, we've had some more key figures come out. We had retail sales numbers come out. Some manufacturing index numbers came out both on Thursday. And then today, of course, we have the core and headline producer price index. And of course, this in combination with CPI gives us a pretty good overview of the inflation situation right now in the U.S. And if we look at those two numbers, just PPI and CPI, Overall, this week, we got a pretty strong read on inflation or a pretty hot read on inflation. That being said, retail sales were pretty disappointing and showed a little bit of potential slowdown in the economy. Yesterday, it was interesting to watch just different markets react. We saw a lot of the rate-sensitive areas of the market, gold, the Russell, things that we talked about regularly on the, on the podcast. They did very, very well on this week news um, where the NASDAQ kind of fell behind. Meanwhile, you know, the dollar fell yesterday, and now we see kind of a reversal of that effect. We see strong producer price index numbers, and that has sort of the market on edge about inflation again and probably continues to push back on the idea of rate cuts for the time being. So we'll continue to watch this close because as we continue to see these numbers stay hot, one thing to think about here, the Fed has indicated several times that they're waiting for solid proof of inflation meaningfully coming down before they can really start to cut rates. And this week just was not it. So whether we start kind of seriously more discussing June as a possible first cut or May, the market, if you look at the Fed watch tool right now, it's kind of all over the place what markets are going for in terms of when they think inflation will be at a rate or a momentum push to the downside that the Fed can actually start to rate cut. But again, kind of a, a uh, interesting week overall. Again, the more interest rate sensitive areas of the market sort of had a, a pop and then a drop on this producer price index. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And, and we do, do also have the consumer uh, sentiment as well. So lots of market data and uh, really moving the markets this morning. So, Craig, let's talk uh, the UK economy now. And it's been a fairly significant week. We now know that uh, we are in a technical recession, while earlier in the week we saw CPI stable at 4%. So, plenty to mull over. There is. I mean, this week's always big for the UK. We get a lot of economic data covering vast areas of the economy. We obviously had the jobs data earlier this week uh, where wages fell, but not as far as expected. So a bit of a mixed bag on that front. We had the inflation data that you've just alluded to as well, which didn't rise. So that's a, a good thing. Uh, yesterday, uh, of course, we had GDP figures, which showed we were in a mild recession. But as we've said so many times, the economy is basically flatlining. We're talking about technical recession here. It's something that there's always been a risk of for the last 18 months because we are flatlining. And it seems that the, the balance tipped uh, negatively for the last consecutive two quarters. So we are in a technical recession, but it's unlikely to last long. Uh, of course, Andrew Bailey, the Bank of England governor, even said earlier this week, he expects we'll see decent growth over the course of this year and stronger growth again next year. So not necessarily a massive concern, although as you've alluded to and as we alluded to uh, on Wednesday politically could be bad timing and then today we had the retail sales figures and much in keeping with the rest of it to be honest you can take good and bad away from it the good thing is retail sales rose 3.4 percent 
last month. That was up from the expected 1.5%, but also the month before, December, was revised lower to minus 3.3. So they largely offset each other. We saw consumers tightening the purse strings in the run-up to Christmas, but then the January sales seem to generate some interest. I don't think it's a sign of a healthy consumer, more one where we're still seeing a lot of selectivity. And I I still think there is signs that uh, households are still feeling strained by the events of the last couple of years and i think that's going to be a common theme probably over the course of the next couple of months at least the good thing is that real household incomes are positive again because wage growth is exceeding inflation on the aggregate level the pmis which we're due to get next week uh, the services pmi is in two consecutive months now where we've seen above 50 readings and comfortably so so that perhaps suggests that uh, services firms are feeling more optimistic about the economy this year too too, which would coincide with what Andrew Bailey was saying earlier this week. So there's kind of a bit of something for everyone, kind of like the US data that Nick was alluding to. It seems that every month on month, it kind of gives with one hand and takes away with the other. We got our hopes up and then they get dashed slightly. I think what we're at at this point in time is something that we've been talking about for a while, and that is that the path to the peak of inflation and the difficulties for the economy felt quite linear and very accelerated. Uh, and the initial path back kind of felt quite accelerated too and now we're at the bumpy parts of the road where the data is not always going to be great but it's not going to be terrible i'm still of the view that we are going to see rate cuts probably in the second quarter going into the summer and i think expectations have obviously been pared back but i think the data is still heading in the right direction if you ignore the noise of individual readings i think you can see that the overall trend is still positive and therefore i'm still feeling quite optimistic on that front and i think the markets will do too but obviously we've now just hit some of those bumps in the road and this week kind of encapsulated it all because there just seem to be some things to be optimistic about and some things to be pessimistic about each and every day and that's created this very jittery uh, week for the uk and the us so craig you mentioned pmis next week what else should we look out for Yeah, I think there's a couple of things which I keep an eye out for next week. The first is the Fed minutes. And ordinarily, I would say these are relatively outdated, that there's been a lot of data since, and that's always the case. But because the data since has been so mixed, it will be interesting to see what policymakers actually thought at that last meeting. I think most people agree that March is now off the table, although there is still a small chance in the markets that it could uh, make a comeback. But I think most people agree that is now off the table and looking ahead to the meeting or two that follows the March meeting. Uh, But I think the minutes could shed some light into how close policymakers were to getting on board with at least the discussion around interest rate cuts and when to start. So perhaps as a result of the mixed bag of data we've seen over the last few weeks, those Fed minutes could hold more weight. The other thing is, well, again, something that doesn't always have a great impact on the markets, but may again be more influential next week is the final inflation readings from the euro area don't always get massive revisions on this which is why they can sometimes not be that impactful on the markets but what is going to be interesting is the fact that it's inflation is not too far from the ecb target the economy just about avoided a recession with zero percent growth in the fourth quarter and inflation is still heading in the right direction so any downward revisions those inflation figures could potentially make march a live meeting again for the ecb uh, and even if not then one of the following meetings I, I think at this point the ecb is probably favored to cut rates before the other major central banks which wasn't the case before when people were more optimistic that the fed would start in march but because the economy is not performing well and inflation has been falling fast any downward revisions could uh, have a big impact in the markets. So they're the two main events I think that I'm going to be paying close attention to over the course of the next week. 
Okay, Craig Earlham in London and Trader Nick in the USA. Thanks for joining us. Have great weekends. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 